Albuquerque's Macro Aggression. Eddie Aragon. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. I had a couple of people who said, hey, how can we pick you up out of town? Like rockoftalk.com. Brett Coconitis uh, here for hour two. Brett, good afternoon. Can you uh, move in front of the camera? There you go. M- Mr. Handsome over there, how are you? Yeah, All right, can you hear me now? I can hear you. There we go. All right, just uh, I'm not hitting on you. I'm just saying, you know, we got to see your handsome face uh, right there in the uh, the camera, and uh, you are uh, running for CD one. You mind if I uh, run through? I know you were listening on the app. You downloaded the app, and I know you wanted to go ahead and uh, probably get some reaction. We're certainly going to hear your reaction. Good, strong commercial. I want to say uh, to you, even though I didn't endorse you, I uh, uh, want to say um, you've earned my respect from the standpoint that you came back and. You kept fighting, and you said, you know what, we got to get along. We're in politics. That's right. Well, there are no friends in politics. We know that. That's rule number one. And I think with, with that, though, we do have a mutual interest, getting those Democrats out, of which you are a converted Democrat now. That's right. Uh, so you're, you're back in here. It's one of the reasons I was not too excited about you uh, from the beginning. But i got to say, you came in, and uh, you said that you wanted to run for CD1. You're making a good run at that. And you earned the signatures. And I want to say congratulations on that. Thank there you. are enough people to go ahead and sign up uh, to go ahead and push you into the race for CD1. How many signatures did you get? We got just shy of 900 signatures. Uh, in the district, we needed, I think, like 849 to qualify without okay. the delegates. Yeah. Uh, and we only had about 10 days to do that after the pre-primary convention. That was March 9th, 10th, something 7th, like something like Okay, and then you had 10 days you had to get it That's done. It. Yeah. So you were out there push. scrambling. Uh, you love campaigning. You love politics. We'll learn a little bit about your background. Let's get the reaction first from uh, some of our listeners uh, who were texting in and um, sort of giving us their reaction. Uh, Eddie, oh, glad Brett Coconitis is in there. Um, there you go. So um, a lot of people surprised to see you here, but glad that you're here. That's that's exciting. Uh, Eddie, what businesses do you know that have announced permanent closure besides Sweet Tomatoes? My wife said she has heard of two in Rio Rancho, O'Brien's and Hot Tamales. Also, uh, Sally Boy's Pizza closed uh, as well. And I think... Cooperage? Yeah, Cooperage closed. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go. You can... Oh, yeah. yeah how many I, more closed? I was just... I, you know, I've been collecting people online. I know that there was a, uh, a barbecue, uh, one of those portable bar- barbecue deals that closed. They said they were just trying to open. Um, you know, I've asked people to contact us. The big thing is I think we're going to see that list continue to grow more and more. You know, we're seeing it now. The governor keeps the picking, you know, picking and choosing the winners and losers. We saw that what happened with Hobby Lobby, and I joked about it. I said scented pine cones and hot glue must be too dangerous. But in reality... You know, they, they sell equipment that you could be using to make masks should you be choosing to wear one. Uh, some people may be making their own clothes. And really what we're seeing is just the governor continuing to pick winners and losers. And and when you look at something like Hobby Lobby, this is a competitor that equally sized, you know, maybe not revenue size, but square foot size to something like Walmart. Yeah, 35, 40,000 square feet. Right. So, I mean, again, you know, we have people lining up going to Smith's, Albertsons, Walmart, Costco, Sam's Club, on and on and on. And we're not seeing these numbers spike. 1933 Brewery in Rio Rancho also closed. Um, And they had just opened. That's too bad. And reopened. Um, Well, I think that list is going to continue to to grow, you know, especially when you start looking at stuff. And I talk about this all the time. You hear Deb Holland in the 1st Congressional District talking about 
you know, the SBA programs and the payroll protection programs. Eddie, you know, you're in business. Yep. Businesses don't want loans. We no. want customers. <laughs> we want I revenue. was so glad to get rid of my, you know, station loan. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a huge day when, when that was gone. Yeah. I mean, once that's done and it's not over your head, you just don't want to do that. And, and uh, you know, you should be only, you know, from each according to his need. And you shouldn't apply for something just because it's there. We saw certainly Harvard uh, University. We saw Ruth Chris Steakhouse, you know, mm-hmm. people who just businesses that really just uh, didn't need it. Uh, permanent close, by the way, on the 1933, according to that. I don't know if that's uh, true or not, but we'll see. Uh, Eddie, listen to this, uh, Brett Coconitis. And by the way, he's in CD1. If you want to go ahead and call in, uh, you're welcome to call in anytime during this hour. 550-5500. Eddie, I'm Catholic, too. I was a sister for 34 years. I don't attend Mass anymore. God forgive me, Judith. This was a sister, a nun. God, that is really because, sad. Because, you know, the lack of the ability, Brett Coconitis, of the Catholic Church mm-hmm. to stand up to the governor. And this is the Catholic, you know, pro-life, supposed to be standing up, uh, up to the governor. They don't do it. She graduated from St. Mike's School, and that must be good enough for them. Uh, the mayor of, of Albuquerque graduated from St. Pius X. I mean, they're in my opinion, very, very anti-Christian. Well, you know, you saw this case in Louisville, Kentucky, that talked about uh, a judge that heard a case regarding drive-in church services. And they actually sided with the church because they were allowing drive-through liquor stores to operate. And this this goes back to that idea of, uh, you know, picking those winners and losers, Mm -hmm. and more importantly, uh, equal equal interpretation, equal enforcement of these regulations. You know, why is Walmart able to be open but Hobby Lobby not? Why can I do curbside and delivery service but people can't come into my establishment Mm -hmm. wearing a mask or, you know, practicing social distancing? When we look at the infection rates and the numbers of COVID in this state, there's something wrong with these numbers, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're importing cases. I know you were tracking flights and things like that around the Flights state. and data and all of that stuff. And we're just not seeing the numbers. And you can go mm-hmm. to any of these stores. I did a video when I went out to Walmart and I went out to Lowe's and I showed how many people are actually standing in line. Mm-hmm. We see it on social media, people waiting in line to comply with the 20% fire code. Right. Uh, if COVID was that... Uh, of a heavy issue, we would start seeing these numbers just escalating because everyone's still engaging in social interactions, right? whether it's waiting in line. This is a farce. I mean, I'm not saying COVID's a farce. Scamdemic. But the whole, you know, continuing the lockdown, um, it, it's just, it's, it's a, an agenda. Well, they, why did you leave the Democrat Party? How did how did we get you uh, to leave the Democrat Party? What forced you out of the Democrat Party? By the way, I am a, I'm a former Democrat myself, so I know something about that. I in fact, that. I was the youngest member of the State Central Committee back in, uh, well, I don't know how old you are, but probably when you were a kid. But 1993, 1994, 1995, and I carted uh, Udall around uh, northern New Mexico and did all sorts of working harder than ever to push back against uh, all that crap but uh, I and I worked on some presidential campaign worked on some um, you know generally West General West Clark who literally was Republican and up running as a Democrat we were you know trying to get him through I was a, very much a conservative uh, Democrat and then finally after dealing with uh, Ed Romero and Kate Stetson and these groups in, in in here and just how bad and evil the Democrats here particularly Bill Richardson 
uh, my interaction with him and Bill, a gentleman by the name of Billy Sparks. You familiar mm-hmm. with that name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, after my interaction with them, I said I wanted nothing to do. And that was 2004. I want nothing to do with uh, with uh, Democrats again. Well, here's the thing, and this is one of, I think one of the biggest strengths of my campaign running in the first congressional district, especially against Deb Holland. Okay? Mm-hmm. I am a former Democrat. Um, I'm not that young. I'm, I'm going to be 40 this year. I've, okay. I've owned a business for uh, 21 years. I started it. What right type of up, business? Mostly in software, telecommunications, encryption, internet, okay. software development, high tech stuff, things that members of Congress currently don't understand. Um, and I think that's a big asset too. But here's the thing. So as a business person myself, and when we had the downturn in 2008, you know, my business suffered too because we were in the mor- we were servicing the mortgage industry. Mm-hmm. We we went into a tax settlement agreement with the IRS. We honored that agreement. Um, then in 2017 or so, we started an organization that was really calling out a lot of the Democrat agendas. And some of you guys might have followed that on Facebook before, but it became a wild success in New Mexico. And I was still a Democrat, and I was talking out against Michelle Lujan Grisham. We were talking uh, with Politico and helping them with the article we worked Is with. Is that dem- Democrats for Democracy? That was. Okay. And we got a lot of heat. You know, the name was a brilliant marketing idea because we wanted to attract Democrats to that page to mm-hmm. educate them about the policies and the agenda or lack of plans. And we had a lot of hate. People called me a Republican in disguise. They called me a Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually, I just got to the point. Coconitis isn't Russian, though. No, it's not. Okay, it's just, Greek. Uh, just, just a point of clarity, you know. American. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. But, uh, you know, and that was it. I mean, we look at the what happened in this legislative session, and everything is true. As a business person, my thing is, you know, we want to keep taxes low. We want prosperity. We want to be competitive. Uh, we want fair treatment. We want to survive. And when we look at the Democrat side, we just raised taxes, what, you know, in the, the full session, nearly $450 million. We blew through the $2 billion budget mm-hmm. uh, surplus. You guys talk about this all the time on mm-hmm. the air. Mm-hmm. But now we're put in a position to where we have no, cons- you know, no uh, slush fund available and we're going to attack the permanent fund. These are not federal issues, but these are some of the things that we see at the Democrat side that are just, you thought New Mexico had problems before? Wait until this is done. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and everything that we've been working on for the past year, I've been running since April. Mm-hmm. That's why I've gone to every single red flag legislative session. I've been at a lot of those rallies. I've organized two public rallies against the Lujan lockdown, asking the governor to open. We've been walking the walk in this campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, I met with the president in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at a private event. We've done two trips to Washington, D.C., and I haven't asked New Mexicans for money since the COVID lockdown. I've been taking my own cash and investing it into here because this wow. is how important it is. Yeah, and uh, you did, uh, it, it, full disclosure, uh, Brett did buy uh, ads, 30-second ads here on the radio station for his primary. And I did, uh, I was getting after him quite a little bit because <laughs> he wasn't raising money. And look at the guy, Rudy, this is pretty impressive. He is paying out of his own pocket as you should for any campaign. Right. And he is also not asking people for money, which is a very sensitive and very conscientious. I got to say, like those two uh, aspects of your uh, campaign, Brett, and very responsible, and thanks for doing some of the uh, quote-unquote organization uh, out there. Would you like to take calls? There's three calls here Why for Why not? You. Okay. Let's so, uh, uh, caller, you're in the Kiva for Brett Coconitis. Hello? Yes, that's that's me. Oh. Go ahead. You're for, for Brett Coconitis. Go ahead. Oh, hey. Yeah, I was just wondering. It's neat. I was just wondering, you know, we've already pretty much established that that it's kind of weird, this whole thing. What do you think the motive is? What What's the motive behind it? 
All right, Brett, go ahead. Well, I think the motive is, is just a continuation of what we've seen since President Trump has been elected. The Russian hoax didn't work. Now we're seeing more and more things come out with that in the background. Uh, this is a way to have Trump own a broken economy. What is scary ah. is looking at what's happening across the world. You know, I posted a video about this last week, uh, last weekend. It's happening in the U.K. Mm -hmm. You know, they're standing up saying what's going on. There is a bigger agenda that's happening globally. Same thing in Australia. Why would they, why, why would they want to hurt, like, let's say Australia or, like, you're saying another country? Why would they want to hurt them to, to get back at Trump? Why would that, well, I don't get it. I'm not. Well, I think, I think there's multiple things at play here. One is let's get Trump out of office or let's have him own a bad economy. That's their strategy because they got Sleepy Joe at the wheel there. That's their candidate. Uh -huh. The second thing is, is there a bigger agenda for one world government? The United Nations have been, you know, talking about Agenda 21, Agenda 30, all these other issues that are on the table about uh, having kind of a one world government. Oh, okay. okay. And I think that's part of the strategy. I think this is the, the first test to see how far can they push people? How much will people tolerate? How much well, will I know, I know, I myself have called it a dress rehearsal, but... You know, now that today that you're talking, I'm listening, I'm, I'm thinking, why? Why would they do this to hurt so many people, you know? It's just sad. We heard about a, a lady whose sister was taking her food every day from a, a nursing home, mm -hmm. and um, they, they stopped her. They stopped the They're older. They're in their 90s, and they stopped the sister from going to the nursing home because, of course, you know, the virus, whatever, and the other sister died of dehydration she couldn't eat the food at the nursing home she was having stomach issues and so she literally starved well i mean we're hearing things just from constituents in new mexico someone was posting saying they needed a gallbladder surgery and they couldn't get it another uh constituent i talked to said that they need medication special injections for their vision and they couldn't uh -huh. get it because these are not essential treatments but you go uh -huh. and take a drive down to presbyterian or unm or any of these other hospitals i don't see hundreds and hundreds of cars in the parking lot or no, lines uh -uh. of people for COVID testing or any type of thing. And, and on the weekends, for example, when I did a video up in Presbyterian, the COVID tent was closed. It was closed. Wow. No cars, nothing. Downtown or at Russ? No, this was up in Santa Fe. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was nobody oh, okay. there. <laughs> no, 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 that was uh, Pres. He said Presbyterian. There's a oh, brand new hospital oh, up okay. in Santa Fe that's uh, Presbyterian. Okay. And what's your name, caller? Um, Neat. Okay, meets. <laughs> Appreciate Neat. you. Thanks for the Neat. call. Needs. 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 Okay, I hope we got that. Good job, Brett. That was really good. Uh, let me read something uh, from last one just so I can be a little clear. Remember, when you, an entrepreneur, you, you're an entrepreneur, that ensures risk. Okay, so that's that's inherent in the definition. You are risking something to go out and, and do it. Oh, by the way, people really like uh, your insight on the one world government stuff. Hi, Eddie. This text is not necessarily be read on air unless you choose to, uh, and I will read it. I caught a snippet of your show about half an hour ago and am finally able to listen again now. I briefly heard you say to your listeners, just go ahead and quietly open up their businesses or churches and not advertise it. I miss what you said leading into that, so you may have uh, pre... Prefaced it, okay. With some, it right. <laughs> with some type of verbal disclaimer, I did. I always, I always have, and I've let you know that it's you're doing it at your own risk. Understand that she is going to come after you. Okay. I just wanted to caution you to be aware that when you make statements like that, you may have some misguided listener out there who would do as you suggested, then get fined or otherwise penalized, and subsequently hold you liable. 
Or you could have an unscrupulous competitor, disgruntled individual, or someone who would wish to harm the Kiva that would advise someone to open their business and then hold you and the Kiva legally liable. Not that you need my advice as your very intelligent, savvy individual. Just wanted you to throw this out there. Great show as always. Okay, so with that, I'll just repeat that once again. As always, you do and proceed at your own risk. Um, I'm not responsible for you, of course. I mean, and no one who is an actual entrepreneur is going to say, well, that person is responsible to do it. You understand the risks, inherent risk in, in doing something like that. So uh, just to put that out there, and I appreciate uh, you uh, looking out for me and the Kiva. Uh, more callers for Brett Coconitis. Call her here in the Kiva for Brett Coconitis. Go ahead. Um, yeah, well, I, I've had two things I wanted to say. First of all, it's not that I don't think Hobby Lobby should be open, but you say, why is Walmart? Because Walmart, no matter if you like it or not, is an everything store. Walmart has a pharmacy with a pharmacist. They fill prescriptions. They're a supermarket. They sell as much as this food as much as the supermarket and produce. They're a clothing store, they're a furniture store, and they sell car accessories, and I think even certain Walmarts, Eddie, do they still sell guns? I don't know. I know they don't in New Mexico, and it's not that I don't want Hobby Lobby to open. It's to the point where I'd like lots of stuff to open because I think some people who are goof-offs are slacking off, and I can't see my doctor at all and where I live the landlord is not going to do repairs because of the virus and also I wanted to ask Greg Coconitis no, Brett, Brett think, Coconitis Brett, Brett, yeah, Brett, thank you. Brett Coconitis okay I'm sorry does he think this was this came out of the lab and this is planned uh, to get Trump out you got a, you got a lot to unravel there what there's was your name there, what's your name ma'am well, my name is Renee, but Thank I'd you, like Renee. some feedback on that. Yeah, she, um, he's going to address all that. Go ahead. All right, so here's here, here's the thing, okay? So we have all these shutdowns. What are the Republicans doing in this state to, to help us reopen it? That's the first thing. We've seen the House Minority Leader uh, write a letter to the AG bar, right? We've seen them send a letter to the governor. The governor is not responsive. Walmart. 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 If you wrote me a letter, I wouldn't respond. Just letting you know. <laughs> Walmart, Walmart is an everything store. But again, their their whole logic of keeping everything shut down is that, hey, you got to, you know, control people where they go, social distancing. We don't want this outbreak of COVID. Well, okay. There's Smith's. There's Albertsons. There's Home Depot. There's Lowe's. We've talked about this on the show. There's gas stations. There's little convenience stores that can operate. So what is the difference between a convenience store that might see uh, 600 people a day in and out through their gas station, or you can walk into a McDonald's and order your food to go? There, I've been in those stores. I've seen how close people get. I've seen, uh, you know, the social distancing signs, but we're humans. We're, we're already conditioned to, to operate a certain way. We may not always have six feet apart. Okay. Well, I didn't know you could walk into McDonald's because I always have to go through the drive-through. No, you the can. Same for, there's there's you locations can? I've been where you can walk in, place your order. They have a you can't sit down. You can't sit down, but you can take your food to go, and you're still waiting in the lobby for your food. Uh, as far as what's going on in the labs, I, I definitely um, am concerned about that for two reasons. One, we keep hearing about these investigations into China. We don't, yes. you know, we'll see what comes out of that. We don't know if it was malicious. We don't know if it was an accident. Uh, that's going to be for our for our intelligence agencies to help us discover and unturn. Well, why did we, the United States, give the lab in Wuhan $3.7 million? Well, that's I, the I'd question, like to know but I'm that. even more concerned about 
the timing of everything. Because if you remember, just before the coronavirus outbreak in, in Wuhan and in China, Hong Kong was up in arms protesting daily. Protesting that and, shutdown, exactly. Right. So mm-hmm. that, that's going to, I think, unfold <laughs> more and more. And, you know, this is a very interesting time for us to be alive <laughs> because we've seen it time and time again. We've seen it with the, the Russian hoax and the Russian collusion and then the Ukrainian involvement and now the Hong Kong protesting and now we have the Wuhan virus. And it's just, you know, there's a lot well, to unpack. Well, can I say one thing? The hot spots, they say now, were always the hot spots, like uh, nursing homes and, and planes and um, the very, and now they're going with swimming pools because it's warm. But we've always had bacteria and fungus for as long as I could know when swimming pools were closed because of that. And I mean, New York, if you lived in New York, you know, like six people can share a, a three-bedroom apartment. They share the bathroom, the kitchen, and, of course, the subway. So more people, I think they sh- more people are dying from other things in this state than they are from COVID. And when we look Question. at the long-term economic impact, you know, this state is going to be in a lot of trouble. We, we've just listed a short list of businesses that we know of that aren't going to reopen. These are not the people, you know, we can, and Eddie, you said, open up the business, open up your business, you know, if you want to. Uh, We cannot get consumers to participate in that equation Mm -hmm. at this point. Yeah, good point. Well, I think we we can. We can still have the social distancing, but why are we going to open up Friday in Albuquerque? I'd like to know. No, the answer to that is no. So so let let me just tell you why my answer is on that, and I hope that, I hope she just out of, I want to say no because I actually hope she goes out of her way to prove me wrong just so we can open. I don't mind being wrong if everybody's open. Who cares? (laughs) You know, if we could all just be open, that would be great. Right? I mean, you want me to be wrong. This is, I want to prove that. I want you I'm going to prove Eddie wrong, and I'm going to go ahead and open up New Mexico. See, I'm not so bad. That would be perfect. But I'll tell you why I think it's not going to happen is she has her water boy, Tim Keller, essentially advance the messaging so it prepares everybody. So that's what she does. She writes op-eds with him. She uh, telegraphs through Tim Keller, and that's what he did today. Everything's going to be closed through June the 30th, is essentially, in, in terms of any crowd gathering. So I think you're going to see that. So it's preparing you so that the letdown won't be so large. So she's essentially sent Tim out with all of that uh, information. So that's why I think we're not going to open up on May 15th. Go ahead, Brett. And they're very well, good. They're very good at that, too, because you could see just before the governor, I guess, opened up businesses for curbside and delivery, well, the pressure was just building week by week. I mean, mm-hmm. we had two protests. We had, you know, county commissioners that were Democrats that were basically signing resolutions and voting to say, hey, we need to open up New Mexico. And she just opened up the release valve just enough to make it feel like he got something. Mm-hmm. But you got a big box of nothing. So really I, did. you know, one of the things I did, uh, caller is I, Renee, is yes. I, I gave everybody 45-day holiday on their advertising because how could I charge for advertising? We just need oh, to that, keep their name wonder, out there. So I took care of, of my advertisers. But now I'm in a predicament where mm-hmm. I have not received any cash flow any money, for my right. advertisers uh, yeah. basically for the month. And now that I've set that premise out, uh, essentially by the end of the month, if she doesn't open it, which is why I hope I'm wrong too, then I'll probably have to go ahead and you know file for some sort of protection or try to get PPP or something like that because I can't go two full months without getting any sort of payment. I knew that I was good for anywhere from 45 to 60 days, but if we don't right. open until June 30th, I mean, you'll probably see the radio station shutter. You'll see, you know, KKB's well, or... Want- 
KKOB is already doing furloughs, from what I understand. Um, I you like know, Ru- Rudy, Rudy, how many advertisers I... have you lost? Uh, well, I lost uh, three majors because they closed shop. Yeah, so you've lost uh, yours. I mean, nobody can survive that. So you have to understand that, you know, the radio is an essential business. But, I mean, if this goes on until the end of the month, we'll have to figure out something else. And then you, yeah, well, you'll, literally, me- you'll literally have no opposition at that point. And remember, nobody else can go back. <laughs> there, there isn't. I mean, Channel 4, 7, and 13, and, you know, KKOB, they're all toe the, the governor's uh, health uh, code line, and that's what you'll have. You'll have, you know, homogeneity and in the media market, period. You'll have Albuquerque Journal, KKOB, um, and 4, 7, and 13 essentially all parroting the same information day in, well, day out. Well, wait, wait a minute. So sure. if they've opened up parts of Florida already, which has a much bigger population, the same size population as New York, mm-hmm. we do have to yell about this. And also, I wanted to say, well, this is something aside. I hope we do investigate those nursing homes, skilled nursing homes, because it's not now. It's like whenever I've gone 40 years ago they were always deplorable and short-staffed and I do hope the president helps the farmers I mean mm-hmm. maybe that sounds crazy no it sounds good Brett wasn't our governor investigated when she was under she was yeah uh, she was uh, head of the Department of Health and she resigned yeah. her position although it was stated that she was forced to resign <laughs> and then she went out into a primary for CD1 I believe and she lost to two primary candidates, Rebecca Vigil Giron and somebody else I don't even remember. She came in third. Makes me feel that much better that she's running the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Renee? I know you're enjoying yes, your time. I, no, well, thank you very much for giving me this time. But I do hope we investigate the nursing homes because also how much money do they get a month per patient? And I want these Congress people that the parasites to go and go into them. They are horrible. Talk about deplorable. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we, we have to put our best foot forward. We will beat Deb Holland, and we need a candidate like myself who can appeal to the other voters in this district. CD1 is only 28% registered Republican. And unless we have a candidate that can appeal to Democrat voters, independent voters, you know, and the like, Deb Holland's going to get reelected. That's why well, I need your I'm support. In- well, I'm independent, and will you make a promise to go to the nursing home and put it out? I mean, because I can and just look, well, if you do, and maybe you tell them before. We've we got to win a primary, and then, yes, then I promise. And, and by the way, he will actually do it. He, he goes out and he makes little videos and does all that kind of stuff. So And you too, Eddie, right? Yes, I do. I, and I hope you're wrong. I'll get off the phone. I hope you're wrong on Friday. <laughs> I hope Thank I'm wrong, you. too, just so my business survives. Because if I don't, i got to tell you, if uh, if my business doesn't survive at that point, I'll just have to just go ahead and, and, and figure out what to do at that point. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I won't have anything to do. And if if I don't have anything to do, I'll have to figure out something. I don't know, maybe, maybe run for office or something. Who knows? We'll have to see what I end up well, that doing. Well, that would be good. Yeah, I'm I don't, not I don't a Republican, but I, I mean, I like your radio station the best. Thank you. I don't. And, all right. Thank you for taking thank you, um, Renee, my you're call. So thank sweet. you. Oh, she's just such a nice person. Uh, Brett, you have a great way with uh, the voters there. 
I got to say, they felt very satisfied with your answers. Thank you. Uh, very full, by the way. You certainly knew what you were talking about. I think that's exciting. You mind sticking around for uh, the second half hour? Why not? All Let's right, do we'll do that. Brett Coconut is uh, back here in the Kiva right after a quick break on AM 1600 KIVA 93.7 FM, the web, the app, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. Maybe I'll just go, uh, hey, Rudy, I'll just go full uh, full internet at that point, right? Uh, that just, would be just, one way to know, do it. But... No radio station, just, you know. Here's the radio station. Who wants to buy it? You know, at that point. But being on the, the, the air chances is that the, the, the chances of that actually happening are, you know, don't worry, folks. There are so many people who love the Kiva. You guys would never let that voice go away. And if I decided I need to go ahead and make the ask, I'll do that. But I won't do that until after we, you know, get Michelle Lujan Grisham to go ahead and uh, pull back the reins a little bit and open things up, hopefully on Friday. I pray to God. Then we won't have anything to worry about. Then nobody will have any excuses, and we can get on with our, our lives. Mexico United, I mean, what's happening with them? Santa Fe Opera, closed for the season, back in three minutes. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of All right, 540 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM. Youth camps, Rudy. I wow, know. that's... Uh, Full socialism here in the state of New Mexico. Brett Coconitis is doing a good job, huh? I think he's doing great. Good job. I, I'll I have to have you back in uh, one more time, Brett. I think it's Love maybe even this may might might even have Brett fill in. <laughs> no doubt. Right? No, uh, he no doubt. did pretty decent job. He is handles it, the callers. He can some pretty big ask some uh, questions. Fight fifth size fifteen. Just so Oh you know. my gosh, I didn't even know that. You That's, didn't know that? No. What? That's you want to take? Awesome. You want to handle another caller that is calling in for Brett Coconitis, CD One caller. You're in the Kiva. Go ahead. That's me, caller. You oh, there? That, that me? That's you. Hey, for <laughs> Brett Coconitis. Go ahead. Well, I, I actually wasn't calling in for Brett, but uh, but okay. I do, we do enjoy uh, we do enjoy listening to Brett, and um, we live in Belen. We can't support him, but we urge anybody within the your listening audience. Um, that can't support Brett uh, to, to support him and vote for him. We need we need Thank people you. like Brett. Wow. Uh, um, yeah, and uh, and the reason I was calling is uh, is I want to I want to uh, uh, put forth a, a proposal for you. Depending on what happens on Friday, mm -hmm. uh, would you have any objection to um, uh, me and the multitude of listeners that you have on the air, listening to your station, uh, listening to the truth, um, to start a little fun drive? Uh, uh, depending on what happens on Friday. We need to keep you on the air, Eddie. Uh, we need we need to keep hearing the truth. Well, I'll tell you, um, I, I appreciate that tremendously. If I'm uh, I'm not too humble to ask for, I'm okay right now, um, but I will have trouble by the end of the month. Uh, Rudy is having trouble, so I would I would probably say like you know I would if I ask if I need help, I will definitely put the word out there. And we can figure out whatever we need to, because the radio station honestly doesn't really belong to me. I'm just a steward; right. it belongs to you guys. So it's a, it's your voice. It's the voice of opposition. I think that's what the Kiva is, and uh, by all means, we will definitely do that. But I don't need I don't need to do that. I didn't apply for the PPP money. You know, I, I offered uh, my right. all my advertisers. You know, because they're going. Well, think about their businesses and all the things that they're going through. So I wanted to make sure that right. they were yeah. they were okay, and we can continue to amplify their message. So I'll let you know. How about that? Yeah, we uh, we weren't expecting anything less from you, you know, to do what you're doing for your advertisers. And um, thank you, about, absolutely. What, That's the right yeah. thing to do for them. Yeah, and speaking about what what belongs to who, mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned you mentioned the Catholic Church earlier, uh, and, okay. I, and I'd like to weigh in a little bit briefly here. Uh, to bear with me, okay? Sure. Um, the, the 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 church belongs 
to the people, the people of the church, okay? Yep. Uh, and and uh, me and, and several other people have been uh, have been protesting the closing of our massive uh, in front of Our Lady of Belen Church here in Belen, uh, and we've been we've we've uh, had quite a bit of support. People driving by and honking and you know and, and, and holding up the right you know the right thumb, not the right finger, the wrong finger. Uh, but uh, you know. Um, and I, and I couldn't, can't help but think that we, we, we sit there in the sun and we, we hold up signs saying, be not afraid, the Lord send down your spirit. And, and we keep there thinking about, about what's going on within our church. And, mm-hmm. and right now I'm thinking, my, my own theory is that, is that right now MLG is doing a better job of shepherding her flock than our archbishop is of shepherding his. Ouch. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so so that, that, that's essentially, essentially how we feel. Are, are we angry at him? No. Are we disappointed? Yes. And uh, so, you know, we, we uh, you know, we're doing what we can down here. And, uh, and, and, and there's a movement uh, through, uh, through, other, through other churches, you know, in, in the area. And, uh, and just, just a real quick theory on, on what's going on with the pandemic. I don't think it, intended, it was intended to be a, a worldwide pandemic, but they could not prevent it from being a, world, a worldwide pandemic uh, and make it look like they were trying to get rid of Trump. Um, right. The thing is that, that right. the, the people throughout the world need to need to understand now that 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 the the Democratic National and the deep state hate Trump so much that they're willing to bring down the entire world just to get you know, just to get rid of him. They will stop um, at nothing. And, uh, and even they will stop more, at nothing. They will stop at nothing. And what we see too is that the the whole Democratic agenda. We'll talk about this a little bit too. But why we left, they all sell on emotion and fear, and that's why you see. You know, I don't know if you're on social media. I, I oh, yeah. on there all the time, and you see the governor come out and, yep. oh, you know, 50 more people got COVID today, run and hide, <laughs> yep. you know, and you see all the, the people that she has under her, I call it her spell, and she's out there, oh, okay, thank you, governor, thank you, governor, for keeping us safe, thank you, governor. Well, you know, what's going to happen when these people run out of savings? What's going to happen when these businesses run out of personal payroll protect or payroll protection or SBA and, and, and loans? Brett, yep. You know. And Brett and Eddie, that's exact. That's exact. They're, they're trying to create so much fear within within the American people that when all these indictments start coming coming down down the chute, uh, and, and and they're coming, they're coming. You know, whether we you know whether we whether late now or later, they're coming down. And the Democrats know they're coming down, and they're trying to create a diversion by making people so fearful that when these the, indictments do come down, of us they're going to think, "What we got?" I mean, you're not. We it have, doesn't sound like you're have, afraid. You're going to church. Oh, you're no. doing your thing. I, you know, I'm going out in public and holding rallies, coming out here to the radio station. And I'm not. And I don't judge people who want to wear a mask and feel safe. Exactly. That's their exactly, right. Yeah. Let them do that. But you know, I don't feel. I've watched enough documentaries, enough little YouTube videos, and read enough papers to realize that that mask isn't. If I am going to get COVID, that mask isn't going to stop me from getting COVID. Chances are, exactly. We already we, probably yeah, have. We, had. We, we we had a, a tremendous uh, boots on the ground open up the state rally in Belen uh, on Saturday. Yeah, how'd that uh, go? We had you know, yeah, it, it went really really well. We had probably sixty sixty five people, uh, you know, holding signs of you know of, 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 of with di- different messages, but it was it was all positive. We had one police officer uh, that stopped there, uh, saw that nothing was nothing was you know was going out of the ordinary. Uh, there was no trash left behind. Uh, you know, we cleaned up after ourselves and uh, all the. All the all the you know, the politicians that were able to make it, you know, that talked. It was all a positive message, and um, you know, and, and let's get her open. Let's get her done. Let's get her done. I like you. What, what's your what's yeah. your name, sir? 
Ernie. Ernie. Ernie and Isabel, oh. Boleyn. Yeah, yeah, we follow you on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Ernie. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. Ernie's no, no, a, gr- no, no, er- Ernie's a no, great name. You. Yeah, we'll 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 uh, yeah, we'll be in touch with you uh, later on. See what happens. Okay. Well, we're right now. We're okay. good. We're good. We're, so you okay. hold on to that money. Okay. We we'll just uh, save okay. it for God a rainy you, day. Eddie. God bless you. Thanks, okay. Um, what right. an astute call. Yeah, and that was you know, good. So all those people that are in Socorro, Valencia County, they're good people down there. You know, um, have you heard uh, the new guy that's running for Senate District Thirty? His name is Josh Sanchez. He's my primo. Really? I'm not even kidding. I don't even know that he's running. I just want to run his ad really quick because I know that his family's out there listening in Vaguita. Do you know Vaguita? Uh, I don't know. Okay. No, but I've been down to Berlin. You've been down to Berlin. So I'm from the Sanchez family in Berlin, but not... Anyway, and I'm just going to play this. And, hey, okay. Brett, if you want to stick around for hour three, I'll have you uh, in as well. We're going to have uh, Shawnee Abney uh, as well. Like, you know, kind of get uh, Brett sort of kicking the tires around here. We're, he is we're doing making, great. Uh, we're making, uh, we're making, uh, making friends again. Remember, we weren't on the same side. We're like, uh, you know, you've well, got, see, you've, I, you're, you're like on, on Facebook we and you're like attacking. Side, no, you were attacking me with uh, Rebecca Stevens ah. and all that stuff. I'm like. You know, you don't need to go. Attacked. You don't need to associate with you, trash like that. I never attacked you. Yeah. Well, you know, you were you were in agreement on on that stuff. There are just certain people, you know, you're above that. You should you, not me. You should. You're better than that. All right. So let's let's listen to Josh's. Uh, since it's yeah. the good people in Valencia County, yeah. this is Josh Sanchez. Josh Sanchez. Uh, Joshua, and he's got a great. You'll you'll just hear the uh, authenticity of his voice. Just take a listen. I am Joshua A. Sanchez, and I approve this message. I am a Republican, pro-life, pro-gun, farmer, rancher, and contractor. Also a father of five. I love New Mexico, my hometown of Belen, and my Senate District 30. I'm asking for your vote on June 2nd. I am New Mexico for New Mexico. Vote Joshua A. Sanchez. See, we just need good people that are just... Do you hear the sincerity and all that? He's just, I'm running, I want to represent... And and those guys screwed up that whole district over there, Senate District 30. They totally messed it up. And if you were to look at it, you couldn't even believe how it's drawn. That's what these Democrats do. Uh, Brett, thank God you're not with them anymore. (laughs) Well, the thing I liked about his commercial, he said, I am New Mexico for New Mexico. And that's been part of our campaign, too. You know, early on... Eddie, I don't know if you, you knew this, but I was down in Otero County. Otero? No, I, I didn't. Was down there. No, no. We went over down over to Grants. Uh-huh. You know, we're trying to look at New Mexico holistically because you see what happens, you know, up in Santa Fe. Sure. They say, hey, we're going to do this. Sounds great for Albuquerque. Sounds great for Santa Fe, but it's horrible for Torrance. It's horrible for mm-hmm. Farmington. It's mm-hmm. horrible for, you know, anywhere else. And everything's run from these big population centers. This is the same thing that we have to look at in Congress. I mean, Deb Holland, you know, she she's great at identity politics and pushing her issues. And she was like, we have to get Native Americans Internet access. Well, I'm, I'm all for helping Native Americans because they're part of our culture, part of our state, part of our family here. But, you know, I think they need running water and electricity and all those things now that they're, you know, talking about while they're on this riot lockdown. And up north, they need to not have to worry about the fracking and shutting down and them losing how many? 50, that was a disaster. 5,000 jobs? Disaster. I mean, come on. Deb Holland is just really a joke yeah. in office. All right, Brett. I'm uh, sorry to rain on your parade here. I have to ask you the Trump question. Sure, go for and, it. And uh, I want you to quote me what you wrote about Donald Trump, and then I want you to explain yourself on this and I also want to I want you to date when you said what you said about Donald Trump. I don't even know. I think it was like two thousand and sixteen, something like that on the Okay, blog. and what did you say? 
I think I said uh, that he should have a stroke. Okay. Why? Why did you say that? Well, you know, back in that time when why I was were you? Why are you? Why are you anti? Mindset, yeah. Why were you anti-Trump? You watch? Well, you probably don't watch liberal media, but I did. Mm-hmm. You turn on CNN. You turn on MSNBC. You turn on many CBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were they saying about the president? What were the Democrats saying about nothing the good? Nothing good. So I want to say something here that I, you know, I, I don't think Brett would actually be allowed in my studio any other way after I actually saw this. But Brett actually maxed donation to President Donald Trump for re-election. Yeah, I kind of felt like I owed him an apology after that. So <laughs> that's that's an apology. Well, that was part of the apology. Yeah. That's walking but, it out. But I actually went and I got to meet with him very briefly, of course, mm-hmm. out in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He had a fundraiser event that I was invited to go. Mm-hmm. I went there. I got to shake his hand. I got to hand deliver a note to his body men. And then I got to network with a lot of wow. members of his staff. Wow. So... You know what? Everyone has a past, Eddie. And just as passionate as I was about being a Democrat and the anger that was uh, Mm -hmm. being perpetuated, I think I've brought that same enthusiasm to the Republican Party. So so I appreciate you addressing that. Uh, It was definitely something I was going to call you out on. And you're right. It was 2016 when when you did say that. And you did max donation to Trump. I got to say, you've uh, certainly made up for it. I have a very difficult time for anybody sort of after the first two years, after 2018. Uh, I'm going to ask you something very specifically, and uh, I want you to answer it um, on behalf of uh, our audience. But Mark Ronchetti just got endorsed uh, for uh, the, the Albuquerque Journal. And, and and by the way, I've talked to Claire Chase. She addressed hers. I knew exactly when her anti-Trump stuff. i gone through everybody, Twitter and Facebook. So I, I know people. You know, I've understand him. But Mark Ronchetti didn't have one single pro-Trump post on his Facebook from January 29th to April 28th of this year. And on Twitter, not from February 4th until like March 18th. And then this video surfaced like out of nowhere where he's addressing a bunch of climate changers and referred to him on March 21st, 2019 as the orange one. And then said... He is a part of his soul. He can't get back, and he's not a Republican. That's March 21st, 19. We are just over a year from that now. Your thoughts on that? As a former anti-Trumper who's max donation to Trump, I want you to tell me what you know about liberal media, and I want you to, to, to address uh, those words coming from his mouth, who will, if you were to make it through the primary, will be above you and be trying to help you carry the ticket. You've maxed out a donation. Here's a guy who hasn't given, and uh, it's apparently anti-Trump. Well, here's the thing, Eddie. You know, I haven't attacked a single Republican candidate. Mm -hmm. I've attacked our governor relentlessly. And ultimately, this is about defeating the Democrats in this state. This is a critical time. We had a lot of things there. I don't know if I if I want to comment about Eddie because that's that's or a comment about Ronchetti because that's everyone's uh, personal take and whether they believe uh, his sincerity and, and where he was at. We have a lot of great candidates in that Senate race, and the idea here is to make sure that we support all of those candidates so that we can beat Ben Ray Lujan. And if you don't support the president, I think it's a decent answer, but it actually leaves the door open because of your anti-Trump past to sort of correlate with his anti-Trump. And I I have to say, with $15 million that's being spent in the state of New Mexico, Uh I'm just wondering if that bothers you or affects you at all. I'm running my race. Okay. Fair enough. And I think think what we got to look at, too, is, is, you know, again, 
what seats can we win? And it's not just your federal candidates. This is important at the state yes, side. Yes, exactly. More important That's at right. the state side than the federal side. I agree. The federal side will, you know, bring back money, resources, support the president, things like that, set policy. But look what's happening right now in your day-to-day life in New Mexico. We're mm-hmm. shut down. That's right. Okay? If we had a Republican-controlled House and Senate in this state, we could probably go back and sue the governor. It happened in Michigan. Not sue, impeach. Well, impeach. You could remove yes. her if Either we won the House, yeah, and the House recall, ultimately, right? House yeah. ultimately, actually holds the keys for removing uh, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. That's not going to so, happen with Egolf. Uh, I think we could actually do it this year, and I think uh, so. We've got 13 seats here in Bernalillo County, and I hope that you're going to be a part of that. And will you endorse the other candidates? Should you not win CD one? Who, who, we are committed to supporting Republican candidates this election cycle. Okay. Uh, are we are we more committed to supporting Republican candidates or more com, uh, committed to supporting Trump candidates? And is Trump the new face of the party? Definitely. You're, 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 you're a, a newly converted Republican, yeah. so I have no, to ask I think, you. I mean, if you look at the Republican Party trajectory, I mean, Trump has brought in a new life. And mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about this in, in New Mexico. We've talked about how do we reach... Uh, a broader base of, of voters in this state. Well, the first thing that happens is whatever hits your hits you at home hits you in your pocket. Okay? And people are blind to that. You know, you look at the gas tax issue that they shot down last session, that's going to come back. Gas mm-hmm. is cheap now. So now they can say, hey, it's cheap. Let's pass the gas tax until it's not cheap anymore. They were going to okay. go 40 cents on that thing. Probably. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and it kept going up like 10 cents every mm-hmm. year with no ceiling or something like that. That's going to be the issue. And those are the issues that hit people at home that make people think. The problem is there's it, there seems to be this disconnect in New Mexico because everyone's born and raised in a Democrat family, and they've been Democrat forever, and that's the way that they vote. But now I'm hearing more and more, and people are getting frustrated because they see the attacks on their Second Amendment rights. They're seeing things that's happening with their churches and the First Amendment rights. We're seeing issues with income and jobs and businesses. Well, what's the definition of insanity? We all know that. Doing yep. the same thing over and over again. Yep. We'll stop doing the same thing over and over again and start voting for Republicans mm-hmm. in this state. And that's how we're going to win. The Democrats, and this is a brilliant strategy, I think, by the president. You know, the president could say, no, this is our agenda. This is what we want you to do. Sure. Go forth and do it. Mm-hmm. But he said, no, no, no. It's up to the governors. Let the governors do it. Here's our you know, phased out plan. Here's our strategy that we recommend, but it's up to the governors to make the decisions. And and in essence, the president has set a trap for the governors to basically hang themselves out to dry by bankrupting their states, by crippling their economies, by, you know, making a lot of unhappy voters. And I think that's brilliant on the president's part. Good stuff. Brett Coconitis uh, here in studio. CD1, you have a question for Brett? Not a question. I'm just amazed. Did you hear his response? Without saying it, he said Reagan, President Reagan, who I think is a great president, just like I think President Donald Trump is, Mm -hmm. he is not attacking another Republican. Uh, The genuineness is coming from a guy that I questioned the minute I found out that he was a Democrat and switched to Republican. I said, no one can have that cap. But listening to Brett today, I'm sitting there saying, this guy is genuine, and he is a conservative. He didn't just jump the shark. He is now really running with Republicans and the principles that we have always believed and espoused to. All right, I'm going to drill you when uh, when we get back because uh, because you have to pay for Rudy's good compliments with me grilling you for uh, <laughs> the next uh, beginning of that. I'm not going to let you get off uh, that easy, Brett Coconitis. I appreciate that. It only you being makes here. me stronger, Eddie. Oh, that's exactly right. 
That's a, see, he's learning. He's, good. he's, he's learning. Good. This he's, is and he's good. genuine. That's right. You got to, I mean, in the moment he picked up the phone, and he called me. He's like, hey, we need to get along. I think I still have you blocked on Facebook or Twitter, you do. right? You do. Yeah. 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 Still Wait a minute. Do you want to You got to you get a good punishment. No, I think he's still blocked. I got to oh go and uh, block him, and uh, maybe we could uh, be friends again. But remember, Brad, there's no Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. 606 of the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 600 Key IVA, 93.7 FM. Shawna Abney, United Conservative Movement uh, here, will be here uh, shortly. We'll talk with her. Uh, Brett Coconitis, I'm going to grill him as he takes a drink of water. He's, may, he's he's had the ability to sort of like dodge and, you know, get through and get comfortable. You know, he's got his wits about him. He's answered some callers, I think, quite effectively. And uh, we addressed the anti-Trump stuff. I think you did a good job. Uh, there, Brett, and I think, uh, uh, by the way, thank you for donating the max amount to the president. I think that definitely shows um, your commitment. All right, climate change, real or no? Denier, but here's the thing. we Everyone wants to be a good steward of the planet. And I think it, New Mexico is a great example of, of this, going in both directions. We talked off air a little bit about Farmington. We're seeing what's happening with the oil and gas market. Uh, the en- Energy Transition Act for this state. Would you have supported the Energy Transition Act? No. Okay. Uh, Oil and gas. Have you reached out to Namoga? And how important is oil and gas uh, to our state, in your opinion? I have talked to Namoga. They were talking about having us out, I think, after the primary or slightly before the primary, and then the whole COVID thing happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oil and gas is critical not only to our state, but the security of the United States. Uh, For the wall or against it? For the wall. And have you been down to the wall? Uh, again, we actually talked to the Department of Homeland Security about the issue. We were trying to arrange things. They would not. We were trying to kind of do the wall and a tour of a detention facility. But because we were candidates and not elected officials, they didn't let us do that. Okay, so you're against the wall. How about... No, uh, we're not against the wall. You're for the wall. Excuse for me. Sorry. Wall. I was uh, thinking of... Uh, what about amnesty for illegal? Sorry about that. Amnesty for illegal. Yeah. That, well, did you see what Deb Holland wanted to do today? No. It, it, it educate us. She wants to let people out of the detention facility because of the COVID crisis. Ah. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, where's the plan? We're just going to let them go in the community? Are they, are they asymptomatic? How are we going to support them? Where are they going to go? And I said, well, why don't we just send them back? I said, we still have immigration law, don't we? We still have to follow our laws. Mm-hmm. We can't just because of this COVID stuff. And we're seeing all this goofy stuff happen in this state, too. We're letting people out of prison mm-hmm. back into general population. Now, of course, you know, there were some terms there. The governor said, well, they were going to be released within 30 days anyways. They're not hardened criminals, and I get that. But they're willing to go ticket a small business, $60,000, for violating the governor's order. We can see in Texas, you know, Ted Cruz did a great job. They were willing to jail a mother who was trying to feed their kids, a hairstylist, are opening up. So who's the criminal now? And that's what we're seeing is that we're seeing the Democrats push this agenda of, well, you know, they cross the border illegally because that's the first thing is Democrats need to understand is why do we have those people in that facility? It's not because uh, we don't want legal immigration in this state or in this country. It's because we know that those people who are coming over either broke our law because they came over illegally, not through a port of entry, they have a known criminal background, so they're a threat to society. So no amnesty? No amnesty. Okay, and would you? are you for deporting illegals? Why wouldn't we? 
I'm asking. Yes. Okay. That's that's it. <laughs> I think that's very very important. Uh, would you? Uh, how about education? Would you abolish the Department of Education nationally that was established in 1979? Do you believe in school choice? And uh, where were you educated? Well, you kind of like answered a lot of that just in the question itself. Uh, yeah, we need school choice, and the home the homeschooling process. What I'm seeing online is a lot of parents are preferring homeschooling. What we have, again, this goes back to state and local elections. Mm -hmm. That's going to be something that the Democrats attack in New Mexico is Mm -hmm. is regulation and standardization of homeschooling. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you, uh, where were you educated? So I'm self-educated. I uh, went to school, high school, right out of high school, started my first company, uh, developed that into a pretty successful enterprise, and then have bought and sold and started other businesses. So I have no formal education. No college education. Okay. Um, when did you move here to the state of New Mexico? Uh, late 2009, early 2010. Okay. And you currently live in Albuquerque? No, I live in Santa Fe. But okay. I commute and work on different projects in Albuquerque. But you're here all the time? Yeah. Okay. I'm also in Torrance. Torrance. Part, part, of, part, our of, other, part of the district. Part of the district, yeah. yeah. yeah because... Also, I think we talked early on the show about going to other parts of the state. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk about uh, why do you want to be a congressman? Because we need smarter people in government. That's that's the first and, and, and foremost important piece. Uh, second, we cannot allow this agenda to continue forward. I mean, what the Democrats are doing to this country, the national debt scares me. You know, we're almost at $25 trillion. Um, we're not making strategic decisions for this country. Would you have voted for the bailout of $6 trillion? You know, there's things in the bailout that I think were necessary because of the... Uh, uncertainty of COVID, I think we needed to have more checks and balances and checkpoints on the first bill. But if you look at what, uh, you know, some of the stuff, you know, money's going to big corporations that shouldn't have gone there. But you look at the small businesses, yes, we had to help them. We had to help our citizens during that period of uncertainty. But right now, this is all artificial. We need to get people back to work. What's your greatest strength? Greatest strength? Uh, Communication problem solving. Is a small business. Give me an example. Uh, well, I've had to solve problems my entire business life. Your own Everything, or for other people? Both. I mean, that's how that, but that's how businesses make money. We're we're in business to solve problems. That's how we add value. And when we look at government, government isn't in business to solve problems. They're when you're looking at the decisions that politicians are making, it's. Uh, how do I make my party look good? How do I make the other party look bad? How do I create this collateral that's used as a weapon against my opponent? They're not in business of solving problems. Do you own a gun? Yes. What kind? Smith & Wesson M&P Shield. 40? Nine. Amendment 5, what is it? Amendment 5. Why do we want to talk about Amendment 5? Why not Amendment 4? Give me what Amendment 4 is. Search and seizure. <laughs> I think Amendment 4 is going to be more and more important right now when we start looking at things, uh, especially H.R. 6666, which is a really interesting number for that bill that came out. Yeah, I read that. I was uh, I haven't and gotten all the way through everything that's in that pretty lengthy, but what do you think? Well, you know, it's interesting. One, first, I think the, the number's there because... Um, they want to make people a little bit paranoid, and this would be a good thing for a follow-up with your with your callers on it. Okay. Uh, you know, this is a $100 billion bill that's basically uh, on the table there to say, we're going to go and fund things for testing at facilities 
and even at home mm-hmm. and forcible quarantine and all this interesting stuff so the question is you know we can see that happening at the state level too i think one of even cowboys for trump i think uh what coy griffin over there now he i, I heard that he's on self-quarantine by orders of the governor because of his trip and travels i don't know i don't uh, keeping up now you start talking about kids in their homes you know if the government starts coming in and testing what is this going to do for parental rights mm-hmm. and quarantining you know if you have an elderly home i know a lot of new mexicans you know we we have generations of families living together so this is going to be a real interesting thing is is we're losing our civil liberties and we're seeing this happen you know at the church side now what happens with gun legislation we just saw what happened in canada where they're banning assault weapons Mm -hmm. all these things are really conveniently timed and it's moving faster and faster every day this is why this election is really important Give me one bill, you're welcome to name more than one, that you will introduce upon co- becoming a congressman representing CD1. One bill. Well, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily that we need to introduce more bills. What I think what we need to do is really... Or repeal one. I think what we need to do is start looking at our communities. We're going to be on so much uncharted territory. And the thing that you always hear that these representatives do, particularly Deb Holland, is... I'm introducing legislation to do this, this, and this, and this. And then you read that legislation, and again, is it really solving a problem? Mm -hmm. We talk about the issues in New Mexico. We all know what they are. We all knew what they were. Mm -hmm. Crime, education, uh, the opioid crisis, economic development. What what bill, and we can look at all the Democrat delegations, what bill has benefited New Mexico? It brings back money. It changes laws. That's pretty much what Congress does. Makes, Mm -hmm. changes laws, brings back money. What we need is we need to leverage the power of this seat in this office to put pressure, not only in D.C. and representing our constituents here, representing the state of New Mexico, but using that office to bring businesses in when we finally open. We need to use that office to apply pressure at the state level for our constituents because they're not getting pushed enough. Most people I talk to don't even know who their state rep is. That's really important. What's the most surprising thing that you can tell us about yourself, Brett? Most surprising thing. Hmm. Something that would that, I used to, that I, would be interesting. To, it would be interesting for us to find out. Uh, well, I think I've been pretty transparent on everything. But I used to skydive. I cook. Um, you used to skydive. Yeah. And what's it be, like jumping out of a plane? The first time it was quite exhilarating. Okay. Would you do it again? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. There we go. Anything else, uh, Rudy, for Brett Coconitis? Term limits. I've been the only candidate that I know of that has signed the U.S. Term Limit Pledge in CD1. The pledge. So there's an official, like, yeah. document? Termlimits.org or .com, I think. They did okay. a press release about us. Uh, I know that there's other candidates across New Mexico that claim that, but there's uh, very few. Would you also uh, sign the Americans for Tax Reform not to raise taxes? Ready, done, and put on the website. There you I go. also signed uh, the Rio Grande Foundation one because, I again, I believe in supporting our... Um, our local politicians and pushing them on the voices of the constituents too. It's Imagine Brett, right? Imaginebrett.com or Brett for Congress and uh, the, 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 uh, the 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 website's lighting up here. So, Brett, oh, got some balloons there. Will we have the balloon fiesta? I don't think so. We'll see. Will we? Uh, I'm asking you, not, not me. <laughs> I would like to. I would like to. I would like to. We should. We should. We should be back open for business now. I mean, that's why I've been advocating for this across the state. Do you wear? A, do you have a mask? Do you wear a mask? You know, Eddie, I had a mask. I wore a mask down in Albuquerque at my first protest. 
Mm -hmm. just because uh, we were out in public, the media was there, uh, we saw little kids walking around, and we were still unsure. Now, no, I don't wear a mask. I'm have, not, and still on your face on your uh, website, you still have uh, a press release. Brett Coconitis to New Mexico GOP Chair Steve Pierce. Resign, you are out of touch. Would you still stand by uh, Republican Party Chairman Steve Pierce to resign? I think Steve has done a lot of great things uh, for the party recently, especially with advocating for the U.S. Attorney General. That particular press release, and since then, Steve and I have had a conversation at the pre-primary conference, and I wanted to clear the air with him. We all make mistakes, mm -hmm. and there was, I think, a poor choice of words that was used early on that didn't strengthen the Republican Party but created more division with voters. Yeah, your uh, hashtag is UniteNM. That's right. So that's not very uniting. Well, if I did something wrong, I would expect people to call me out, too. Okay, so it's still on your website. Will you remove that from your website? I think it's appropriate to remove it from the website. Okay. Yeah, he just handles everything that's a, that we throw at him. And a lot of people want to talk to Brett. And he does a great job on the radio. Call you in the Kiva for Brett Coconitis, CD1. Go ahead. Caller? Am I on? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's you're, Eddie. You're definitely yeah. on. Yes, uh, your radio station ain't coming over the airwaves. You know that? Is it coming over the airwaves? I hear it. Yeah, I think I, it is. We'll, you we'll hear check it, it but out. I don't, and I have my radios on. Huh. Uh, let's see. We'll check it out. We're live. I'm not sure exactly why we wouldn't be uh, coming well, out over the airwaves. I'll check. I'll check the, it out. I'll check it out. If that's a that's a dead call, I'll go check. Uh, the right, audio. and not just that, but a lot of times we get tens huh. tons of texts a minute. It goes off. So, yeah, let's go look. At, we'll look into that. I got to tell you, Brett. The thing that I'm really amazed at too is your commercial. Sounds like yeah, the way it's you uh, it's on ninety three point seven and sixteen hundred AM, and it is definitely connected. I mean, there's one hundred and thirty two people listening to Brett Coconitis. So there yeah. you go, uh, Brett. Anything else? Leave it all out here on the table. We'll give you two minutes to go ahead and close. And will you be willing to uh, join us for the uh, debate on the twenty first? Oh, absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. That's great. That's exciting. Really all right, go ahead, Brett. Debates. So I, got, I don't know. I think this is this is just an exciting year. You know, I don't think any candidate, any of us expected to be in the situation we're at today. Mm -hmm. It just emphasizes how much urgency there is to, to do things differently in this state. Everyone's talked about doing things differently, but we keep voting the same way. We keep voting the same people into office. We keep trusting on Democrats to yep. make better decisions. And we've seen time and time again, they're not. Even in... You know, we have feast and famine. Even when we were in, uh, you know, an economic uh, rally, when we had $2 billion of surplus, the Democrat Party spent all that money. They raised taxes on poor New Mexicans. They put more restrictions, and the governor will say, look how great business is for New Mexico. Well, we have one of the craziest GRT systems. What do you think is going to happen after uh, her special session? There's two things that are going to happen. They're going to have to trim the budget. Or they're going to have to raise the taxes. Yeah, it's and they're um, probably going to do both. Yeah, everybody says they hear us out there. Thank you. All right, finally, uh, uh, for you, Brett, pro life. I stand with the president on ending late term abortion, and I think that's something that uh, unites New Mexico's, regardless of your party, if you're Democrat or or Republican. There you go, Brett. And who's your favorite band? My favorite. I, you know, Eddie, what's your favorite music? 
Favorite music? Yeah. That's a hard question. There's a lot really? of good music. There's a lot of Just good give me music, something yeah. you're jamming to these days. Good. I don't Spotify. I let Spotify pick my music. Spotify is not a band. I know. That is an app. But so what? what is, what's getting you going? What do you motivate to when you're thinking of, imagine, Brett, what are you imagining? Like, what kind of music is pumping you up? You know, a lot of it actually with the commercials and stuff, a lot of it is royalty-free music. It inspires me because you hear it and you start thinking about commercials and ideas and messaging what drives people. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. But no, I mean, that's I listen to everything. That's the most interesting answer I've ever heard. But that's what I've been focusing on right now. What was your favorite band growing up? That oh, should be. I don't know, Eddie. Oh, my gosh. Lots of favorite bands growing up. <laughs> just, I just want the fun I'll, stuff. I'll, that's I'll have, that's, I'll have that's the answer next That's as personal as I get. That's it. I don't want to know about all the other personal stuff. I just want to know what you're jamming to. That's it. Not a big deal. Something like that. Avicii's Akiva. good. You know who this is? Avicii. I remember this song. Yeah, that's a good song. I get a good feeling, yeah. All right, back with uh, Shauna Abney, the United Conservative Movement here in the state of New Mexico. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Brett Coconitis. We'll get this thing uploaded. I'll I'll get motivated. I'll be a little bit less depressed uh, and start getting going again. Thanks for listening here in the Kiva. AM 1600 KIV.